Locked On Podcast Network presents Locked On Sports Today. The Detroit Lions continue to own the Green Bay Packers after a Thursday night blowout. Wait, is this right? Also, the Boston Celtics would be a nice fit for Drew Holiday, and the Dolphins' Bills promises to be an early Game of the Year candidate. I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the can't-miss stories and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on sports today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. Today's episode brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat more than 50 infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. It was a primetime matchup between the Packers and the Lions in which the favored team went out and showed the young upstart team, you're still not on our level. We're just not used to that team being the Lions and the other team being the Packers because that is exactly what happened for the fourth straight time. The Lions beat the Green Bay Packers. It was a 34-20 to drubbing, a game that was not as close as that final score indicates. Matt Derry from Locked On Lions joins me now. And Matt, how did Detroit just pants the Packers on national television? They did it, Pete, the way they've been doing it for the last two years. Physical, ground and pound. Uh, offensive line was absolutely dominant. You and I talked on the crossover on Thursday for Lockdown Packers and Lockdown Lions about the importance of getting Taylor Decker back. There he was at left tackle. You move Panay Sewell back to the right side, and all was well in, uh, in, in Allen Park, Michigan. I mean, they just moved, moved bodies all night. And I thought the coaching staff did a really good job on a short week of kind of knowing everything that Matt LaFleur had up his sleeve on the other side, on the offensive end. Uh, you know, Jordan Love in that play pass game was not to be. The Lions seemed to be everywhere. It was a deep pass. It was a short pass. They, they, were, they were in the, in, the, in the lanes for screens. They just knew where to go. And uh, it, was, it was a complete domination by Detroit. I, I'm still stunned. And, and defensively, I think the, the start of the game, I mean, the Packers, at one point, I think they had four possessions and and a negative yardage total. If you include sacks in in that, which not, I usually don't, but uh, the the defense played outstanding. Emmanuel Mosley still not back on this team. James Houston, one of their best pass rushers, is hurt right now, and Chauncey Gardner Johnson likely going to miss the season. Right, so how how are they doing this with not even their starting group? Guys have just stepped up. They've got really nice depth. You got to give Brad Holmes a lot of credit, the general manager. Uh, We talked uh, on our shows this week about the linebacker depth and a guy like Jack Campbell, the number 18 overall pick, who's not playing as much because Derek Barnes is really good. Brian Branch, who's the 45th overall pick, is an absolute stud already and a steal. Cam Sutton kind of shut down some of those Packers' speedy wide receivers and and that Alex Anzalone had the tip that turned into interception. Yeah, Anzalone played well, Jerry Jacobs, so... It's just the guys that are are believing right now, playing very physical, rallying to the football. It's kind of old school football. It, it really is. And I also think they're rested because the lion drives are long because they're 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 pounding the football <laughs> yeah. with the ground game. David Montgomery, I mean, thirty two carries, Pete. I mean, this is like nineteen eighty four football. Well, and thirty two carries, and, and he averaged three point eight yards per carry. It wasn't like he's you know dominating everything, but forty three carries for two hundred eleven yards. You're going to win a lot of football games if that's what you're able to do in the first four weeks of the season, Matt, the lions go to arrowhead and beat the chiefs. 
They go to Lambeau Field and beat the Packers, two of the toughest places to play in the NFL. What is the ceiling for this Lions team this season, given where we, we look around the league and we go, who are the dominant teams? I mean, everybody talked about it before the season. It was going to be Philadelphia and San Francisco, and then who was going to be three. And right now, the way the Lions are playing, it looks like Detroit. I mean, Dallas is really good. Somebody else will come on. We know that. But right now, the ceiling is, you know, just they want to win this division so bad. They want to host a home playoff game. You kind of are seeing right now they, they likely will do that. I mean, Packers have a nice young team, but looked overmatched tonight. Minnesota and Chicago are absolute garbage. So you, you got to figure the Lions are in good shape. They got to just stay healthy. They got to continue doing what they're doing. They got to keep Jared Goff upright um, and, and have that chip on their shoulder that they have. Heck, Goff on the post game tonight he was going off on Ryan Fitzpatrick on the set saying he heard Fitzpatrick call, told him he was a poor man's Matt Ryan in the pregame and Goff gave it to him. So these guys are playing with an edge, even off the field. They hear everything and they're staying focused. Stay up to date all here on the Detroit Lions by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and Locked On Lions on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Coming up, the Celtics could be in a good spot for Drew Holiday. Before we get to why, spring football just got a little bigger. Modern medical care and treatment are important, but our global supply chains are fragile. Things like pandemics, natural disasters, and foreign travel may cut you off from the treatment you need. Jace Medical wants you to be prepared. That's why they're offering the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. Just fill out their online form and one of their board-certified physicians will review it to determine whether medications are safe and appropriate. Then they send your prescriptions to one of their partner pharmacies where your Jace order will be filled and mailed directly to your home. You'll also be able to send your physician a message for answers to treatment-related questions anytime. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical Plus, an additional $20 off by using my code locked on at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. The XFL and the USFL said Thursday that the two spring football leagues plan to merge and begin play next year. The league said in a joint statement, this historic combination will anchor professional spring football with substantial capabilities and resources to ensure future growth and continue to enhance the development of the collective players, coaches, and staff that are coming together. The XFL is owned by movie star Dwayne The Rock Johnson and his ex-wife Danny Garcia, while the USFL is under the ownership of Fox Corp. Bears offensive coordinator Luke Getze is happy with Justin Fields' progression. Yeah, our expectations have always been the same. It's about him getting better each and every week and making sure that he's mastering what we're doing uh, from our perspective and uh, being the leader of that unit. And I think he's doing a really nice job in the midst of a lot of right now going on that he's, he's, he's being manning up and he's taking the leadership role for these guys. So it's been really it's been good to see him be able to, 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 to put it on his shoulders and be the guy that wants to help make this thing get right. It would be the first progression Fields has made this season, successfully at least. The NL wildcard picture inched closer to chaos on Thursday. The Diamondbacks lost to the White Sox and the Cubs fell to the Braves. Rain messed up the Marlins and Mets and the Reds were off. A world still exists where the season could end with four NL teams tied for the final two wildcard spots. In that scenario, the Marlins and the Reds would make it into the playoffs. The Rangers had a chance to inch closer to clinching the AL West as they took on the Mariners. Stop me if you've heard this before. And- 
I guarantee you've heard them before. The Rangers lost a close game, and it was because of... Drum roll, please. No, you don't need a drum roll. It's the freaking bullpen. Shocker. The Rangers lost a game because of their bullpen. And it was a game where the bullpen, for the most part, was pretty darn good. Andrew Heaney had a shutout inning of work. Jose LeClerc had a great shutout inning of work. Then in comes Araldis Chapman, who can't find the strike zone to save his life to get a single out. Loads the bases, and on comes Jonathan Hernandez, who does a great job getting two outs. And with two outs, bottom ninth inning, a one-run game where all the Rangers had to do was get one more scoreless inning, one more out, and they are in the postseason. They did not get it. The ball goes over the left fielder's head, and the Mariners win. The Rangers' magic number to clinch the AL West is to their magic number to clinch a postseason spot is just one win against the Mariners. Incredibly frustrating way to lose that one tonight. Here is another story you need to know. We know where the big prize is going. Damian Lillard headed to Milwaukee in a Wednesday stunner, a blockbuster move with the Milwaukee Bucks, the Portland Trailblazers, and the Phoenix Suns. Now this leaves this question, though. Drew Holiday is a trailblazer for the moment. ESPN had multiple reports of, or at least suggestions from plugged-in reporters that Teams like Boston and Miami, who could have been in on the Dame sweepstakes, would now be in on the Drew Holiday sweepstakes. John Corrales from Locked On Celtics joins me now. And John, Celtics fans getting their hopes up a little bit about this Drew Holiday potentiality. I think Heat fans see it as a good fit as well. Is it workable in Boston? Does it make sense? It's it's technically possible, but <laughs> I don't know how they pull it off with it making sense. It, because... Step one is they have to take back Malcolm Brogdon. And if they don't want Malcolm Brogdon, then forget it. So if they say, no, we don't want Brogdon, then there's no deal to be done. There's no way to get there with the other salaries because you're just gutting the team. Uh, if they say, okay, well, what are you, what else you got? Then the Celtics still need to get to $36 million in matching salary yeah. Uh, because they're up over the first apron, they have to match within 110%. So it's going to be pretty close to exact, yeah. you know, it's, and it's, it's tough. They can do it with uh, Brogdon and Robert Williams, but that seems to be a lot. <laughs> they could yeah. do it with Brogdon, Al Horford, and one other small contract, but that seems to be a lot. So the technical possibilities of them getting there are, are just, they just don't seem feasible financially for the Celtics. Financials aside, would it make sense as, as a player fit? Would, would he be the kind of guy that you think you'd be willing to give up, you know, a, a piece or two to get if you're Boston? I mean, I'd, I'd be fine swapping Brogdon for, for holiday. That would be an upgrade, yeah. I think, but seems nice. Uh, that that's besides not having the money to make that happen. Is, is holiday worth, getting rid of Robert Williams. Brad Stevens just said over the summer, the reason they traded Marcus Smart for Kristaps Porzingis was to get the proper balance between their backcourt and frontcourt. So now if you, you're going back to Marcus Smart plus a jumper, uh, at least during the regular season, you're giving up one of your, your important bigs unless they use their six-plus million-dollar traded player exception to get out on the market after making a trade for holiday to get a big that is acceptable. I don't think it makes sense. Is there a team out there where you go? Yeah, this is, this is the perfect opportunity. 
there's the right assets, like I, without having to, you know, scour every roster, just top of your head is like, okay, this is the perfect well, fit for Drew Holiday. Yeah. Top, top of my head would be Miami. Miami mm. could get in back in there and, and say, Hey, well, why don't we, if you didn't like this deal for, um, for Dame, do you like it for holiday? Because you can still offer a few, a few of those, those, uh, options, draft picks and whatever, not that they have a ton, but if I'm Miami, I actually look at that as he's not as good a player, obviously, as Damian Lillard. But man, he's a he's a fit. He's a perfect fit. Heat yeah. culture, tough minded, defensive minded. Uh, he can shoot again during the regular season. We'll see if he can do it during the playoffs. But he he fits that that heat mentality, that heat culture. I think that would bring out the best in him. So I'm I'm a little bit more afraid from a Boston perspective of him going to Miami than I was of Lillard going to Miami because at least Lillard going to Miami hurt their defense. This, this helps their defense to a point where it, the, the Miami defense killed Boston. It's, it's what they hang their hat on. And if you can make it better with holiday and just that, that mix with Jimmy Butler and bam, that, that defensive trio, whew, I, I think that would be really good for them. If, if just, you know, assets aside, I've the Utah has been a name mentioned New York, mm -hmm. LA, both LA teams potentially though, that would probably be unpalatable from a, a blazer standpoint with the Lakers and what they could give any other teams that you think are wild cards in all this. I mean, the Clippers for sure have been looking for a point guard for a long time. And if I'm the blazers, I don't care if I help the Clippers because the Clippers are an expensive team. It was it was the Warriors and the Clippers that were the targets of this new collective bargaining agreement. Yeah. And I know other teams like Boston and Milwaukee have been caught in the crosshairs, but it's that whole CBA was addressing, or that that portion of the CBA was addressing the financial ability for the Clippers and the Warriors to just basically print money. So go ahead and help the Clippers for now. You, you got to say maybe if they win a championship, so what? Portland's rebuilding. So you you go to the the Clippers if they if this is their missing piece, great. In two years they're gonna have to blow this up, and by that point, if Portland's done their rebuild right, they'll be on the upswing when the Clippers are on the downswing. So if you can get some future assets, some future draft capital from them uh, out of that, then that could be something that works for them too. Stay up to date on the Boston Celtics by subscribing to Locked On Sports today and Locked On Celtics on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. Coming up, the Dolphins and Bills are set up to give us a marquee matchup this week. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 back in bonus bets guaranteed. Now's the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use and you can bet on everything from spreads to player props and more. The Dolphins and Bills are very close on the spread. Despite scoring 70 last week, the Dolphins are three-point underdogs on the road. You can also combine bets within the same game to make even more money. Same game parlays are a great way to enjoy any game. Go get your $200 in bonus bets, win or lose now. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. The Dolphins are the latest best team in the league. The Bills have been on the top of the mountain for a few years. Locked on Bills host Joe Marino and Locked on Dolphins host Kyle Krabs take a look at a marquee matchup. Let's hit our focus to what has to go right for these teams to win the football game. And Kyle, for me, outside of the obvious, taking care of the football, right? This is going to be an important game. You have to value possessions. Can't give them extra possessions. That that goes without stating. 
I think this is going to come down to red zone success. And you've talked about it already. Miami's been the best red zone offense in the NFL. First in the NFL, 11 of 14 mm-hmm. uh, trips, scoring a touchdown, 78.6%. That's the best in the NFL. Bills a really good red zone defense, two of 11, allowing touchdowns in the red zone. Uh, that's 28.6%, second best in the NFL. The Bills have been pretty good scoring touchdowns in the red zone. Eight of 13, 61.5%. That's 11th best. Dolphins defense, 7 of 11, 63.6%. That's 21st best. I think it's one of those games where, where you have when you have the ball, it's touchdowns, not field goals. When they have the ball, it's field goals, not touchdowns. And not to kind of like lean into this, but Jason Sanders has been a bit of a high-variance kicker here since yeah. that all-pro season. They, they, they can't kick beyond 49 yards. He cannot well, hit 50-plus-yard field goals. So, obviously, that's that's not going to be in the red zone. He's going to be better from the shorter distances. But, mm-hmm. it you know, I think that's just a layer to it. So, to me, if the Bills are going to win this game, it's taking care of the football and winning both sides of the ball when it comes to red zone opportunities. Yeah, I think I think Miami has to not lose the special teams battle. Just make it a stalemate. There's no reason every kickoff and ball shouldn't go out of the back of the end zone because guess what? Marvin, Marvin Mims ran one back 98 yards on you, and the week prior you missed two field goals, including one that was blocked. They've had negative contributions on special teams each of the last two weeks. So Miami cannot that, – that has to become a stalemate. So if you're looking for an added edge, and I think this is a game that's won in the margins, special teams is a place to look. I think the thing for me is uh, Miami's ability to run the ball. You know, they had success the first, the second time they played him. They did not have success the first time they played him. They did not have success the third time they played him last year. Miami goes 41 rushing yards against the Bills. They score 21 points. They rush for 188. They score 29. And then they rush for 42, but they get three turnovers off Josh Allen and they, they score 31 with Skylar Thompson in the playoff game. I think that feeds into your red zone point. I think if Miami's going to score and have success converting, in the red zone against Buffalo, they have to be able to run the ball. Let's not get ahead of ourselves on the Dolphins, who look incredible, by the way. But they wouldn't be the first team to start fast. And as the league gets a little more tape, and as the players get a little more banged up, the offense starts to dip. And by the way, they're playing a Bills team this week that just beat the brakes off the Washington Commanders, who played like a pretty good football team the first three weeks of the season. The same cannot be said for the Denver Broncos, who look like the hottest of messes. The Bills are favorites, and rightfully so. They are the proven commodities. They are the team. The Dolphins are chasing in the AFC East. I know it's weird for me to be acting like we're overlooking the Bills, but all of the talk all week has been about how great the Dolphins are. Yet here we are on Friday of the game and Buffalo is favored by a full field goal. That tells you something about what the markets think of this game. Don't be surprised when the Bills win. And finally, Colorado's Travis Hunter isn't holding a grudge. He and Colorado State defensive back Henry Blackburn met Wednesday and went bowling together. Blackburn delivered a vicious hit in Colorado, Colorado State a few weeks ago that gave Hunter a lacerated liver. The Colorado two-way stars maintained no ill will toward Blackburn after the hit and wanted to show it. Their Wednesday meeting will be part of an upcoming video for Hunter's YouTube channel. Gotta do it for the content. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Now go find your favorite team's Locked On podcast and make them your second listen. Coming up on the next Locked On Sports today, will Joe Burrow 
finally look good against the Titans or anybody. So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on sports today.